This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, the quest for a spot in this year's Kentucky Derby continues with three major preps in the sky today, and all eyes of Canadian racing will be focused on the Wood Memorial Aqueduct in New York with Canadian-bred Weyburn waving the country's flag. The three-year-old is owned by Ontario-based Chiefswood Stable, the reigning sovereign award winner for outstanding owner in Canadian racing. And several weeks ago, the Colt actually stamped his ticket to the big dance itself on May 3rd with a gutsy win in the Gotham Stakes, also at Aqueduct. Today on the show, Chasewood Stable General Manager Robert Landry, also a former Sovereign Award winner as a jockey, joins us again where we'll talk more about Weyburn and also some of the other members of the Chasewood Racing Stable that I'm sure you'll be also hearing about as live racing continues to heat up. Also on the show today, we'll be joined by Kurt Becker, who has the distinction of being the only track announcer ever at Keeneland Racecourse, home of today's derby prep, the Bluegrass Stakes. Up to 1997, Thoroughbred Racing at the Lexington, Kentucky racetrack was conducted without an announcer. But in 97, Kurt broke the silence and been announcing the races there ever since. Kurt's resume has also included calling races for NASCAR, some standard bred racing on the Illinois Fair Circuit, and reading pedigrees at Thoroughbred and standard bred horse sales on both sides of the border. But today, Kurt will be in the Keeneland announcer's booth preparing to call the Bluegrass Stakes, which for a few of its entries will be the last chance to earn enough points to qualify for the big, a big event itself on the first Saturday in May. Shortly, we will speak to Kurt who by many is considered one of the very best race callers in the game today. And finally, while he's back, my co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting opportunities and provide a betting gem or two at some of the North American tracks racing today. And of course, on tonight's live car to harness racing at Woodbine Mohawk Park with our ponies picks of the day. It's going to be a great show. You better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready for some heavy-duty betting action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us and catch up on some recent racing news. Hang on, Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. We'll be back in a moment. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert on all things pony, your friend of mine, Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you, Jim? Not bad, not bad, all things considered. Um... 
this the long weekend, before we get into some other racing news, I think for a lot of Canadian racing fans, we should just take note of the passing of Canadian longtime jockey Todd Cable. You think about it, six-time Sovereign Award winner for Outstanding Jockey, two-time winner of the Queen's Plate, uh, on the track, an incredible racing resume. He was. He was one of the best at the game. And, uh, you know, as you say, he won a couple of Queen's Plates. I finished second on a Breeders' Cup. Uh, when the Breeders' Cup was very competitive at the time he was riding. He was a, he was the king here for a long time, started out at uh, Cinnaboy Downs in, in Winnipeg where he grew up, and uh, he was a leader down, out uh, in uh, at Assiniboy. So, yeah, it was very sad news and uh, kind of shocking news. Well, we are one month away. It's a month from today, the Kentucky Derby, and there's a lot on the line for a lot of key races today around North America. There is. There's uh, basically three 100-point uh, prep races for the Kentucky Derby. You've got the Bluegrass in Kentucky. You've got the uh, uh, Santa Anita Derby uh, in Santa Anita, obviously. And then you've got the Wood Memorial in uh, New York at, at uh, Aqueduct. So, yeah, this is kind of, uh, there's only one more 100-point uh, prep race after this, and that's next week, the Arkansas Derby. So it's kind of like a win and you're in this week for the first couple of uh, first and second place finisher in those three races. And as we've talked to all the trainers and all the announcers and experts, once they're in, now it's time to dial it down and start prepping them from the big race. So they need a good three and four weeks to be ready. Exactly. You want to have the horse ready to go on the first Saturday in May and not have them peak, uh, well, today or in a couple of weeks no. in a workout. So. It does you no good. No, exactly. Exactly. So... So a lot on the line as uh, weather's getting warmer and uh, a lot of anticipation around North America. Lots of great horses in North America right now. Of course, Weyburn, one of the top contenders in the Wood Memorial. The Ontario bred horse certainly have his own fan base behind him today, including the one and only Robert Langer, who joins us on Pony 24-7, the radio magazine today. Uh, Robert, how are you? I'm doing good, thanks. Well, good, but Weyburn, I mean, we've heard a lot about it, and it's it's proving everyone right who believed in this horse. What it is about Weyburn that's become such a champion on the track? Well, I mean, like I say, he's always showed the signs of having some ability, and, you know, once horses go out there and prove, that, prove to you that they had the ability that you thought, and, you know, they start to garner a lot of uh, support, and, you know, especially him being a Canadian bred and everything we have. I'm sure there's a lot of fans in Canada that are cheering for him. When he was foaled, was there anything special about him? Every, you know, I mean, like I say, they're young. It's hard to tell. But, I mean, you know, he's always had a great mind and uh, as a young horse. And all that mare's foals have all kind of been the same. I mean, Simon would, Simon Cassidy, our broodmare farm manager, would be a better guy to ask about that. And now Weyburn's a three-to-one favorite to win the Queen's Plate. Um, you know full well what special race it is. What would it mean for the stable to win the Queen's Plate with Weyburn? You know, right now, as it is today, we're we're pointing for the American Triple Crown. And you know, if he if he ends up running well in uh, on the weekend in the Wood Memorial, then obviously we have a decision to make. But it would be something if he won both, eh? The Queen's Plate and the Kentucky Derby. It would be awesome. And, and, you know, we're fortunate enough that the timing of the plate is in August, so it's something that we could look at, um, you know, for sure. But, you know, we sent him down to the States to be able to com- compete at the highest level. And if he's good enough to, you know, to move on and, and maybe win some of the uh, major races, one of the American Triple Crown races, and, you know, maybe we'll look at other avenues. 
Well, Robert, uh, assuming Weyburn does what he can do and you make the decision to go, considering all the COVID restrictions, do you have to back time, what, three, three weeks back from the race to be there in Kentucky? Or how does the timing of that work when you make the decision to get there, quarantine, and be ready to get the horse ready for the race? He's training in the States with Jimmy Jerkin, so, you know, the horse isn't going to have an issue. Right now I am in Florida. I just flew down to Florida last week to, to go and look at all our our babies. If he happens to be um, good enough to, to go to the Derby and that, we'll just stay here and quarantine won't be an issue for us. Perfect. Where did the decision to send the horse to Jimmy Jerkins come from? Was that a uh, basically a Chiefswood stable uh, relationship that they had with him? No, we had, we were looking for trainers to... Uh, to uh, send horses to, and as you know, we have them spread out amongst uh, quite a few American trainers, Graham Motion, Todd Fletcher, um, Mark Cassidy, Shug uh, McGahey. We have them spread out. And what I do, you know, I'll kind of watch them grow, train as young horses and then, you know, try and fit the horses to the trainers. And, uh, you know, once I come up with a plan, I'll, I'll discuss it with uh, Bob and Mark Kremble and, and then we'll make a decision from there. And I guess if for people don't realize it, that is an important part. You just can't put any trainer with any horse and expect it to work. No, I mean, listen, you, you can do your best. Obviously, when we allocate them, you know, they're, they're still in the early stages of their their training. And, and, you know, some a lot of our pedigrees get better with age. So, you know, we, we make our decision on where we're at at the time in their training. And How many horses does Chiefs would have in, in training right now? We have a total of 151 horses in total with mares, foals, yearlings, weanlings, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we have approximately 57 in training right now. And of those 57, Robert, uh, ballpark, how many do you think are could be winners in the track and real moneymakers? 57. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, you know, obviously, you're always hopeful that uh, the young horses pick it up, you know, but I think, you know, they all have conditions, and I, I think they, they, they all have a chance at least to go through their conditions, you know, different levels, of course, but I think they, can, they all have the potential of earning money on the racetrack, and if we didn't think they did, we'd put them into our retirement program, um, Stacy Cramble runs, and, and we'd try to, um, try to find them good homes. Okay. Chiefswood is a kind of a major player on the uh, Canadian breeding scene. And I guess a continued topic right now is the breeders need to create a viable market to sell their horses. And at the same time, the industry has to attract new owners to buy these horses. Any thoughts on this? It's a really, really touchy situation. And, and, and you know, unfortunately, you know, um, it's, it's the opportunities to race. And, and um you know, it's really, really, it, it's really difficult in Canada right now. And, you know, they're, they're doing their best to try and give people incentives, but um, it's difficult. Uh, it, it's just very difficult. I mean, we breed the race, we don't breed the sell. So we're a little bit different than a lot of other people, but you have to have the racing opportunities there for the horses. And, uh, you know, with everything that's gone on with all the COVID restrictions and everything, you know, people want to invest in their horses. They want to be able to go to the races and watch their horses run. And, 
you know, a lot of people get into the business. They love the animals, and they also get in it from the social for the social aspect of it. And you know, when you can't go to the races and and you know socialize and be able to watch your horses, you know, perform and and hopefully win and go down and get your picture taken. That's what a lot of people get into this business for. And if they can't do that, I think that has a, a bit of an effect on on the numbers of horses that are getting bred. Uh, wrapping up, yeah, Robert, we should ask you about Todd Cable, longtime Canadian racing champion jockey, sadly passing away not that long ago. What were your memories of Todd as a fellow jockey to compete against him? Well, obviously, Todd was a very, very good rider from gate to wire and, you know, very competitive. And, you know, we we fought for lead and rider, you know, for, for an extended period of time each year. You know, we all took turns, but... Uh, you know, obviously, he, his achievements on the racetrack were very, very good. I mean, like I say, from gate to wire, he was a very, very um, competitive rider and a very good rider. Good stuff. Robert, always a pleasure. Oh, continuous success. Good luck with Weyburn, and uh, hopefully we'll see you uh, in the winter circle of Kentucky Derby someday. When we come back, Kurt Becker, Keeneland Racecourse's track announcer, joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, as we talk the bluegrass. Hang on. We'll be right back on Ponies 24-7. It's going to be awesome. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Well, this is a real treat for Larry and myself. We're now joined by Kurt Becker, one of horse racing industry's hardest working individuals who has the, the distinction of being the only track announcer at Keeneland, home to a supercar of racing today, with the highlight being the running of the Bluegrass Stakes and a crucial 100-point Kentucky Derby prep. Kurt, welcome to the show. How are you? Guys, it's good to be on the show with you all as well. How about yourself? Good. At this time of year, a month out from the big race, just try to explain to the listeners here in the GTA in Canada what the vibe is and the hype is getting ready for the Derby in that part of the United States. I think there's some excitement about the Derby returning to its traditional spot on the calendar of the uh, 
the first Saturday in May. And, of course, with uh, COVID, it was run uh, on Labor Day weekend in the States uh, in September last year. So so it's actually uh, it's unusual in the respect that, that it's not been as long between derbies as what we normally would see. And I think for that reason, it's, it's building some extra excitement. And, you know, the Derby dates back to 1875, and because of that tradition, I think that a lot of Americans who typically don't follow horse racing get excited about it because the race is really woven into the cultural fabric of the United States. You're kind of a second-generation announcer, correct? Because your father actually was on the uh, standard bread side. That is correct. Uh, my, my dad is, uh, is actually a... Uh, a longtime track announcer, and uh, he's, he's a member of the uh, Harness Racing Hall of Fame in Goshen, New York. Uh, matter of fact, one of the great uh, pleasures of my life was uh, a number of years ago, I had a chance to visit Woodbine, and uh, at Woodbine there's uh, a display concerning the Canadian Hall of Fame, and, and while my father is not a member of the Canadian Hall of Fame, uh, they, they had one of his race calls featured at the display for uh, uh, a Canadian horse by the name of Jazz Cosmos, who was a very accomplished trotter that's uh, raced in the States. So uh, we, we've always felt a special connection to, uh, to Canada as well. I guess based on your pedigree, Kurt, there was no question in your mind growing up what you were going to do? You know, that's, that's pretty well true. Uh, I, my dad always announced a lot of uh, uh, county fair and state fair races in the summertime when I was a child. So it was, it was a very relaxed environment, a non-betting environment. Uh, a rule setting, you might say, for a lot of those events, and it was it was convenient for him to take me with him. And yeah, I, I used to sit in the stands and listen to him call races, and I remember thinking that's that's what I would like to do someday. Besides your dad, was there another person or maybe a horse that influenced your career passion for to get involved into the, the horse racing side? I, I think a big influence in, uh, for, for for me was a, a man by the name of Dave Johnson. Mm-hmm. who for many years was the voice of the American Triple Crown here in the States for uh, for ABC Sports. Uh, Dave was someone that my father knew uh, dating back to the 1960s. They had actually worked together early in their careers. And, and when, when Dave started to pursue thoroughbreds, our family really took an interest, and it was exciting for us to see a family friend who, who, who was calling races such as the Kentucky Derby. And, and I think that uh, probably... Uh, Dave Johnson had as much influence on me getting drawn to thoroughbreds as, as probably any individual. Well, Kurt, for maybe listeners that don't realize it, the genius of being an announcer calling a horse race is knowing the colors and calling the, the race on the colors of the silks of the jockeys. How long does it take to get comfortable realizing who's in red and who's in yellow and who's in purple going around the track? The, the post parade is, is terribly important, and that entire 10 or 12 minutes uh, from the time the horses leave the paddock, come onto the track, and then prepare to go into the starting gate. But but I will use an extra measure of uh, preparation for stakes races. Uh, So so for the stakes races at Keeneland this weekend, for example, I've I've actually gone online, pulled up video of of the stakes horses from their most recent starts, just to get familiar uh, with the owner's silks and get familiar with the horses themselves. You know, this one might be a, a chestnut with more of a red color. This one might be a gray or a horse, uh, a roan horse with a lighter color. It, it just helps me get prepared for what I'm going to see on race day. So you uh, announce horse racing at Keeneland for two meets. You uh, do some announcing for NASCAR. 
and you read pedigrees at uh, horse sales both in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, what do you do in your free time? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I got to tell you guys, when you mentioned uh, Canada, uh, I've had a chance to come and visit a couple of uh, uh, Canadian race courses, uh, not only for thoroughbreds but also for uh, for NASCAR racing. Uh, for a while, we went to Circuit Gilles-Villeneuve in uh, Quebec. And more recently, the NASCAR Truck Series has, has come to Canadian Tire Motorsport Park at uh, Bowmanville. And, and I, I have to tell you, I have fallen in love with that entire rural area east, uh, east of Toronto. I, I just absolutely love that visit. Uh, uh, my friends and I found a, a, a town. Uh, it was not far from Bowmanville. I'm, I'm tempted to say maybe Port Perry, someone that had a summer festival. And we all yeah, had one yeah, here. We got away from the track early and, and uh, we had a ball. We got to meet a lot of the uh, the, the citizens in that area. And uh, I've, I've told people, I'm not so sure when I retire someday that I won't retire to that area because it, it's just a lot of fun. And, and uh, I, I'm kind of a country guy myself. I grew up in a small town, and, and I really enjoy that rural setting. It's crunch time for a lot of horses if they want to get into the Derby, the Bluegrass uh, card today. I mean, it's big. You get those 100 points, that could be your ticket. What are you looking at today for this big race? going to be maybe the deepest, most talented field they have ever had at Keeneland for the Bluegrass in the 25 years I've been there. Uh, and the reason being, you've got the reigning champion juvenile, essential quality, and, and he's the three to five morning line favorite. But you've got so many other horses in that race that have shown some potential. Uh, Keep Me In Mind is a, is a horse that breaks from the outside who has run very well. He's just one example of a horse that could, uh, could pop up and cause the favorite some difficulty. And it, it's the same thing in our Philly feature. You know, we've, we've got the Ashland Stakes, which is a, a prep for the Kentucky Oaks, and uh, Todd Fletcher will have the favorite, a filly by the name of Malathot. And, and she's unbeaten. She's three for three, but she hasn't raced since December. And uh, in the Ashland, I tell you, a filly that might scare me a little bit is a filly named Will Secret, because she's been racing and racing very well at Oaklawn Park. Uh, she comes in off a couple of wins at Oaklawn. But, but it's going to be interesting. But to stick with the original topic, the bluegrass, uh, you know, it, it's always interesting because uh, it is. It's one of the final chances to get points but to have the right to get into the starting gate for the Derby. So uh, wh- whoever wins that race, though, they're going to have to go through essential quality to win it. You've called a lot of bluegrass uh, stakes races in your career. Uh, is there one memorable one? I, I tell you, one that always comes to mind, guys, is uh, uh, 2007 when Street Sense was runner-up in that race because uh, he came in as the reigning champion juvenile, and uh, he looked like he was a winner, and then here came a long shot named Dominican who looked hopelessly beaten with a furlong to go, somehow got up by a nose on the wire, and, and then a Street Sense, of course, bounced back out of that race and came back to win the Kentucky Derby, so... Uh, uh, you know that's that's one that always comes to my mind. Uh, that was that was a great finish, and uh, where you had a horse come out of that race to go on and 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 do well in the Derby itself. Uh, probably of the of the twenty five uh, or the twenty four so far that I've called, that would be the one that, that immediately comes to mind. Kurt, an absolute pleasure. Enjoy a great day of racing, and we can't wait for the Kentucky Derby. Be safe, and we'll talk soon. Guys, I really appreciate it, and uh, say hello to all the gang in Canada, and we hope to talk to you again soon. You know it. 
After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America and, of course, a betting nugget or two around local tracks as well. So make sure that your Dark Horse app and HBI accounts are ready to work overtime today. So stick with us and stay with us and be with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering Platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Alrighty then, in this Easter long weekend, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a betting opportunities and possible betting gems as Larry gives us his, well, Easter chocolate egg edition of the Ponies Picks of the Day. Larry, what do you have for us? Hopefully it's not a spoiled egg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've been really good. Like, a soup and sandwich the was really sandwich good last week. soup and sandwich was good, uh, yes. Let's look at the bluegrass. It's Keeneland Race 11 today. It's an $800,000 purse. Uh, as we've said earlier, it's a 100-point uh, race to the winner. Uh, it's one and eighth miles on the dirt. Uh, two horses that are on the bubble, meaning that they're just on the outside looking in. You know, only the top 20 horses will get into the Kentucky Derby. Keep me in mind. And uh, Rombauer. And both these uh, horses raced against the bluegrass uh, favorite today, Essential Quality, in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile back in November at Keeneland. This race has kind of proven to be a very key race of sorts. Essential Quality, today's favorite, as I said, uh, was the winner of the BC Juvenile and actually won the Derby Prep to Southwest Stakes mm -hmm. off of that. Okay. And uh, that was at Oakland Park in February. And currently, Essential Quality sits 11th on the uh, points list for the Derby. Uh, keep me in mind, sits 20th right now uh, because uh, he, uh, going into today's action, he his last race was the uh, Southwest. The biggest problem, we had uh, Diodoro, his trainer, on, and Diodoro had said that, you know, going into his last race, he had missed a couple of weeks of training because they had a freakish snowstorm in, in Hot Springs, Arkansas, right? I think he probably would have raced better in the, uh, the Rebel Stakes, which he was in, uh, but he was just uh, what they call short. So I think Today, with the major points on the line, he's going to be very geared up okay. because it's either, uh, you know, win or you're not in or even finish second. As we uh, fire up our HPI accounts and Dark Horse app and get ready, what other race, uh, races should we be looking at for our accounts? Well, there's just one other horse in the, in the bluegrass because Rombauer, he actually came out of that same race, the BC Juvenile race, and he's in, in against, keep me in mind, today. Uh, he's right on the bubble of being in the top 20. I think he showed that he could run at Keeneland because uh, he raced very well in the juvenile stakes there. And he gets Flo Giroux on the, on the horse ah, today. Ah, Flo! So I think, you know, essential quality is obviously the horse to beat. But 
these two horses, they have to get some points or they're not going to be in. So. No. And that is basically, that's the key this weekend. And then after the long weekend, uh, all our jockeys and trainers and riders have been telling us, then the horses, they get pulled out of competition and they start serious prep work for the big race the first Saturday in May back in the Kentucky Derby. As Kurt had mentioned earlier in the show, the anticipation and excitement in Kentucky is bigger now than ever before. I think there's that, especially in the States with all the vaccines, they're so excited about the Derby this year. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be, and I think just moving on, if you've got some money left after the bluegrass, uh, Santa Anita's got a great card with the Santa Anita Derby. There's a 12-race uh, card. Race 11 is one mile on the turf. It's an allowance race. The number six horse, uh, Applecross, is a late-running sort who needs a fast pace, which I think... Uh, he's going to get today. I like the move to Hall of Fame jockey Johnny Velasquez today, who's in to ride uh, mm, the Johnny. Santa Anita Derby. And I just think that uh, this horse is sitting in a, in a nice position, has raced very well, looks like coming up to a big race. So uh, the 11th race at Santa Anita, number six, Applecross. I like that. Thank you very much, Larry, as always. A happy Easter weekend to all the listeners. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. As always, a reminder... If you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 magazine, and it is spectacular, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com, and you will get what you need to get. Don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. HPI, Dark Horse, get your accounts ready for a big weekend of racing. Stick around with 105.9 The Region all weekend long. The fee with the legend and Romer's up next. I'll be back Monday morning. Take care. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Love again. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.